Welcome to another edition of the You Tell Me What I Just Said podcast. I am Johnny the Outsider. He is Wyatt Six, the Luchador King. What up, what up, what up? What up, what up, indeed. Look, there's no reason to be around the bush. We nope. said this was going to be an ugly game, but... Boy, did we underestimate how ugly this game was going to be. I um, I think I gave us, I'm pretty sure I said it was going to be like 1448. I gave us a benefit of the doubt that we would at least get, or 17, something 1748, like that. something yeah. like that, yeah. 1745, that's what it was. I wanted to give us a benefit of the doubt that we would at least get two touchdowns. Um, Boy, did I uh, underestimate Matt Canada's ability to F it up. Um, yeah, there's nothing else to say about it. I mean, Najee Harris had 11 carries for 20 yards. That's 1.8 yards a carry. Brutal. Um, and I think, I think we have to put things in perspective. Because if you're a Steeler fan and you look at the second half and go, oh, look, things aren't all that bad. <laughs> like, they only scored one touchdown. Um, we were moving the ball all over the field. The Bills were just trying to get out of this game after it was 31 to 3 at the first, after the first half. They knew yeah. that there was no way we were going to come back. It's almost more embarrassing if you're Mike Tomlin. In Matt Canada, and you know the Bills pretty much just like ask you. They played the prevent defense all second half, and you still couldn't score a touchdown. Like that's embarrassing. <laughs> what are you doing? What what is going on? They were begging you to just move down the field. The only time they played defense was when we got in the red zone. And granted. I know this is kind of all over the place. Like I, I like I said, there was a break on the first half. First half, we got our asses handed to us. The Bills were playing Bills football in the first half, and we got schlocked. And we can jump back to that, but this is more of a indictment of Matt Canada. And and the most roundabout way, it's got to be Tomlin. He's the one that put these guys in place. Yeah, he's the reason we are where we are, because he picked these guys. He he let Big Ben take all the blame for Matt Canada last year, instead of holding Matt Canada ass to the fire like he should have. Literally, use a forty-year-old quarterback that did everything for this franchise. Got as a scapegoat, as a literally scapegoat, got man. beat up day in and day out. Gave up his body like. He's probably not going to be able to walk when he's 60 years old because of what he did for this team. And you let him take the fall knowing damn well that Matt Canada has no business calling plays for a professional football team. <laughs> like, I don't know what to tell you here. But <laughs> no, you're, you're right, man. <laughs> if, 
again, I go back to this. If you think we're like, oh, all you Steeler fans want to fire Tomlin every year. We have never had those words come out of our mouth in the two years we've done this podcast. And not even before we did this podcast where we called him for Tomlin's job. But at some no. point, even Ryan Clark goes, you're my favorite coach, but you know, <laughs> I, I don't. I don't know what. I, I don't know what more the SEAL organization needs to do or see. Like, I think you tell Tomlin it's either Canada or you. You pick. But at the same time, you can say the same thing about the defense. Yeah, the they team, haven't been stellar. Supposed to be a defensive group. Yeah, like over the past several years, the Steelers' defense just seems to be the same old story where they get torched on third and long, players out of position. And I just can't believe that this defense relies on one player. Like TJ Watt makes all the difference. And when you have Tomlin as a defensive minded coach and you have Terrell Austin, who you and I did not want the Steelers to hire. We thought it was a terrible decision. No, sir. And you have Brian freaking Flores. who's supposed to be like this linebacker blitzing genius. You have three guys like that, and one guy goes out, and your whole defense looks like shit. Like, I was telling you, like, it's crazy to me that any other team, whenever they lose, like, a guy or two, like, they're they're not as dominant or as good as they were, but they're, they still hold up. And now the Steelers, mm-hmm. like, it's like whenever something happens, like, it, it all goes to shit. Like, yeah. it's like they can't – they don't remember their assignments. They don't know how to tackle. You have fucking Spillane on wide receivers – who was the only good defensive play of this game was getting hit in the ass by the ball when it was thrown into the end zone. Like that, like literally that's it. And you have some of the highest played defensive players in the league. Yeah. Yeah. Some of the highest paid players on the defense and granted, like, you know, Hayward's older, uh, but he still made a couple of plays, but he can't, he can't do it on his own. You have Minka who battled injury the game before and people are already trying to, you know, say that he needs to be gone. Like, it's, I mean, you're bound to have one bad game <laughs> and like he's injured. And it's just, it's just crazy that you have Levi Wallace who got burned a couple of times, but also had the interception, but it wasn't enough. Like you have like these guys that are supposed to be like your handpicked guys and that are looking atrocious out there. Like even Trey Norwood, like we we were kind of high on him, you know, last year. And, but you can't be having that guy out there covering wide receivers man like he's just not fast enough <laughs> like it just it just boggles the mind how these three guys can just be so in- incompetent in an area where they're supposed to be experts in like it never it never changes like even when you had dick lebeau obviously dick lebeau won us you know a couple super bowls but according to him he was saying that he couldn't call the defensive plays right same thing with yeah. Keith Butler running like a variation of the, the, the like Lebeau's defense still like said he wasn't allowed to call the defensive plays. Now you have Terrell Austin, like who's calling the plays here. Is it Tomlin? It has to be right. Like who, who else can take the blame? Because like you've had three guys already and it's still the same results. And same thing with the offense. Like you had Todd Haley, who we had our issues with. You had, who was the other guy? Randy Feekner. That's, Ben's guy, but that's probably just Tomlin, you know, throwing them under the bus. And now you have Matt Canada, who is a questionable hire at best. 
And it's like, who, who, like, what is the common factor here? Like at some point people yeah. are going to have to start questioning Tomlin. Like, and like you said, like, we are not the guys that are like, Oh, fire Tomlin, but there's gotta be something, right? Like it has to be I, yeah, I, one issue. Yeah. I, I mean, he's the problem is you never see him coach his team up. Like you've seen teams that have no business winning games that win these games. And like, you never see that from a Tomlin coach team. Like I, I can't think of like the closest, I guess you would have was the Jesse James should have been a catch like game where like that could have been an example. Like people are going to point to the bills last year, but like, that was Ben doing <laughs> Ben things. Um, I'm just like trying to think of like a time he put together a game plan throughout the week and just look competent, you know, like his team looked competent. Like, I can't, I, I can't, I can't think of a game. I mean, it, it should, and that's another thing that we talked about where we're like, how, how does Tomlin not have his team prepared for, you know, these games? Like, it's just it's just mind-boggling. Like I say, say, I'm saying that a lot, but like, well, another game that comes to mind is the Jacksonville Jaguar playoff game where we had a bye week, and you go out there and you you're just like shitting the bed the whole game. Questionable calls like you had during this game, like like why, you're down like 20 points or so, and you're going to kick a field goal. Like why not go for it? Like one of those. Like you know what I'm saying? Like that happened earlier, earlier in the game. But like you, you have you have Ben, A B, Lev Bell, Juju, and you I don't know if it's because of the, the Jacksonville Jaguars team playing prevent defense in the last five minutes of the game, but like Ben almost brought you back. Like it's just crazy. Like it just happens all the time. I, I, maybe Tom was prepared when he played Lamar Jackson. Like that just seems to be a game where like Lamar is usually lighting the league up and then whenever he faces the Steelers, they shut him down. But I mean, you could kind of point your finger to TJ Watt having a big hand in that. Right. I mean, just given the, yeah. just seeing how valuable he is to this defense. Yeah. No, it's, I, it's crazy. Like, I mean, if he's in the game, we're still obviously losing this game with the way the offense is, but at least it's not as bad. Maybe there's some life there. Maybe they look like they belong in an NFL football field. Maybe. But, I mean, you and me talked about it. Zero sacks on Josh Allen. One Zero. quarterback hit throughout the whole, oh, whole game. One quarterback hit the whole game. Only two tackles for loss. <laughs> like, And Josh Allen was dropping bombs this game. Yeah. Like, just dimes on everybody and even was like the was it a third down uh, like the the buffalo, the buffalo bills first drive it was like third down or second yeah, they were yeah, backed like up third, to their end zone like third and nine third and eight yeah and he, it to yeah, Davis. a 98 yard touchdown like and i always say like <sighs> it, it like somehow the steelers were gonna they're gonna break records but it's gonna be against them every it just seems like every time a team plays them it's always like minnesota dalvin cook has a 200 yard rushing games first time the Steelers have allowed that in a while or just ridiculous records like team records <laughs> that that always happen and 
it just seems that like like it's getting worse every year every mm-hmm. year it doesn't seem like the team is no or what is that what do they like to say or, we reload we don't rebuild you guys look like you've been rebuilding for the past seven years oh, yeah you guys you guys have made it to the playoffs when you had no business making it there and you guys somehow take that as like a pat ourselves on the back but like you literally had no chance i don't no one thought you were going to win a playoff game uh how do we know well again common team goes out there against the browns and air mails the first the hike of the first hike of the game and after that like you guys just fell apart left and right and you know you're gonna want to play in bed but i mean he also made plays in the second half that almost got you back in the game um Obviously, last year, you guys got a gift from the gods against the Chiefs, and I think we were up like 17 to 3 or something. And then what did we end up losing by last year? 17. I don't even remember. It was something ridiculous. We might not have scored again after we ended up losing 21 to 42. So I guess. Is that yeah? Yeah. So actually, we were only up seven nothing. Somehow, I thought we scored more points in the first half, but at some point, we were up seven and nothing, and they had no business being up, and ended up losing twenty one forty two. So, I like I just nothing about Tomlin and his teams at this point inspire any should inspire any confidence. Yeah, it just seemed like it was bad news from the jump in this way. Some right? wasting draft picks, like you and me talked about it. Jan Bradbury's out there, and we could have got him, but we took a chance on Akilo and Levi Wallace. And like I know Levi had an interception in this game, but outside of that, he, all he did it looked like was get torched. Um, he had two pass breakups, I guess, but I'm trying to think of anything significant he did otherwise. Um, you know, this would have been a good game to put Miles Killebrew in there and have him play up to the line and try to get more pressure, like do something other than let Josh Allen sit back there and just launch bombs down the field. I, I don't know. I, I, I don't know how he doesn't ever have his team ready for these games. <sighs> Never fail. At least we had a, a block. We blocked the field goal. So, I mean, there was a little bit of hope maybe in the first couple of plays or series in the game. Um, but it obviously Boswell missing field goals didn't help anything, but I mean, he's kicking in, like you said, in a wind tunnel, like you're asking a lot from, from your kicker to produce points when it's like a hurricane over there. Which again, comes back down to Tomlin. Why are you not going for it? <laughs> you need the momentum. Uh, Obviously, you end up missing two points or two field goals anyways. Why are you not going for on fourth and short knowing that your kicker is having a hard time kicking in this condition? Again, it's fourth and short. Uh, in the second half, like, you have no excuse not to go. You're already down 31 to three. What? Well, they did try to go for it a couple of times, but we can get into this. But uh, our good friend... And one of the favorite uh, people on this podcast to 
you know, tell the people how they really are. Deontay Johnson. He's going to get a lot of shit this week and, and deservedly so. I mean, you and I okay, have, drops. Yeah. Like you and I have been on record for saying how much this guy isn't a number one wide receiver. Like how many games do you see Deontay drop the ball? Literally like perfect passes either from Trubisky, Ben or Pickett. Like, and it goes in between his hands. Like you are talking about, like you should be paid as a number one wide receiver that this is a rebuilding year and blah, 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 blah. But you're, you're, you're playing like, like straight garbage, like, a, like somebody who shouldn't even be on the team. And I, I don't know if, if something about Buffalo does something to Deontay, but I remember last time we played the bills in, in Buffalo, they had to bench his ass. Do you remember that? I mean, you definitely could have made the case to bench him today. Yeah. Yeah. And talk about momentum killers. I mean, like you have a, a rookie, a rookie quarterback starting his first like true start. And you're supposed to be the guy and you're supposed to help him out and you're dropping balls. Like that's unacceptable, especially how many years has he been in the league already? Three, four. Yeah. Like, what are you doing? Yeah. Three at least. No, it must be four. Cause this was his last year. So, um, so actually, so yeah, it must have been longer than that, right? I, three or four? I'm not this sure. This was his last year. I'm trying to think. I think I'm pretty sure his rookie year was with Duck and Mason. Duck. That was two, 2019, I think. So yeah, 2019. So, but still, I mean, and yeah, the fact third year, I guess. yeah, and, and you're so you're a third year guy. You're supposed to be like one of the anchors of this team, and you're not doing it, and you're getting out outperformed by a rookie and George Pickens, who should be the number one, like we said. Like Pickens is doing more for this offense than Deontay is. Like, how yeah. how is this the case? Yeah, no, I mean you're not wrong. There's literally he's standing around on plays going to his side of the field, not blocking, kind of lollygagging. Um, obviously the big drops in the red zone, like the second week in a row, just drag your foot. You're no supposedly a number one wide receiver. All number one wide receivers make those catches. Like I, I don't know what else to tell you. I, I, I would trade him in a heartbeat if you can get a third or second rounder for him. Mm-hmm. You, you know, if you can fleece the Packers for a first rounder because they're so desperate right now to find help for Aaron Rodgers, I would trade him in a heartbeat. Yeah, get rid of him. Good riddance. Yeah, like, like obviously, like I had made the case before of like maybe betting on Deontay like having some growth in his game and that's why you sign him to an extended deal but like when is that going to happen <laughs> never never it's not going to i'm sorry it's like, not going to happen yeah like you've seen what he what he's been you've seen him for three years already like you know what he is so yeah. why why put money into that guy when you again like when you have pickens who's ready to be number one making insane catches yeah. helping pick it out uh, playing with physicality, angry, um, trying to hype up the sideline by, you know, like getting the guys back into the game. I mean, you should be, that should be the focal point of your offense, right? On eight targets. Deontay Johnson had five receptions on 13 targets. So, I mean, Claypool had five catches on nine targets, but like, 
I don't know. I Claypool looked different to me today, so like I'm not going to go too hard on him today. Like he made the first catch he made, he lowered his shoulder, ran over a guy, got a first down. Yep. Nick Gentry made plays. Taylor Warren obviously made plays. Um, I was kind of disappointed not to see Patty get the ball too much, but man, it sucks he got the ball and got hurt. Oh yeah, he took a helmet like, to helmet shot, and he only had two targets and two catches, and the last one got him helmet to helmet. Like that is about the most frustrating thing is watching all of our players get injured in the third quarter, fourth quarter, in a game that meant nothing. <laughs> Do you think we invest in another tight end given that Pat Fryermuth's concussion history? Look, if Michael Mayer is there in the second, maybe like. Clearly, I mean, it's hard to say what we have with the offensive line until we see Jalen Warren get a bigger role because you know every it looks like every time he gets a ball, he makes explosive plays. Whereas Najee, for whatever reason, is having a hard time. I don't know if it's health, um, if he's just not explosive enough to hit the holes like Jalen is. You know, he's more of a power finesse than finesse. So, like, it's hard to say. Like, next year, we clearly need linebackers. We need corners. Yeah, uh, what, what happened so to all the Devin Bush lovers out there? I'll tell you what happened this game. I watched and he got his hand in and couldn't even break up that pass. Yeah, didn't he have, like, a straight line to Josh Allen and just ran past him? Like, what are you doing, man? I don't think I've been the biggest Devin Bush fan. Like, I think I tore him apart when his coverage on tight ends. And besides his rookie rookie year where he was pretty solid and then and then he got hurt. We talked about this before, but, like, there's no way he's going to be back on the team, right? Like, I, I mean, if your options are – sorry, the baby has something to say to you. Yeah, I'd be pissed at Devin Bush too. Yeah, she's like, <laughs> oh, let me let me tell you another thing. Yeah. Um, I I can't imagine, but I guess when your backups are <laughs> Robert Spillane, like I, <laughs> unless you, like I said, unless you go out and draft somebody that's going to start, it's hard to say. Won't be. <laughs> There's just too many needs. Let too many needs on this team still. Like you still got, you still could add to the offensive line, wide receiver, like you said, corner, strong safety, yeah. linebacker. I mean, it's just a laundry list of needs, and yeah. and the fact that right now we are slated to have the number one overall pick in the draft. I know it's early. <sighs> But like this is another thing. Like, given <laughs> Tomlin's go, track, here we go. Yeah, given Tomlin's track record of drafting, like I know he's the sole person that does it, but just over the years, like Kendrick Green, who else, John? Help me out here, Kendrick Green, uh, Jarvis Jones, uh, Artie which, Burns. I mean, I guess Artie Burns, Sean Davis. I know he was a second rounder, but I feel like we wanted somebody else before that, and we still took him. Um, Terrell Edmonds. <laughs> uh, I think Terrell when, Edmonds when was, was sorely missed in this game, though. That's just like I said. That's because it's so frustrating. I know, reason, dude. <laughs> for whatever reason, 
we're using Minka as like the downhill safety. Like Miles Killebrew is built for that. He's shown it. He plays special teams. Like he's a gritty player. <laughs> Why? I mean, Norwood is serviceable as a quarterback, but he's clearly not working as a safety. I mean, maybe that's because that's all he played was quarterback last year. But then he's like the fastest. No, that's what I'm saying. Like yeah. <laughs> if you're gonna have him play down, he's gonna get burned over top. He's not fast enough to make it up. So like again, I know that. I've seen it. You know that. You've seen it. <laughs> yeah. Why is he not playing back? Why do you have him play up at the line as a safety? If he's playing cornerback, that's fine. He got over top help unless Trellinus is behind him. <laughs> but, but otherwise, like why is he the not? Chiefs game? <laughs> the Chiefs game that, that Why one. is he playing up to the line <laughs> against team with deep threats everywhere? I just, I just don't know how two guys that are run a podcast can just see these problems, and it just seems like the coaches and everybody else doesn't. Tomlin, yeah, doesn't see comfort. So apparently, going down thirty-one to nothing, or thirty-one to three at halftime is like not seeking comfort for him. So it makes him feel good. Instead yeah. of being, you know, competitive. Yeah. Oh man. It's, it's, it's just, uh, I don't see this team improving at all. Even like now that T, like TJ Watt had that knee knee operation, the, the scope, do you, why would you want him to come back <laughs> for this? You know? Yeah, no, I, I tweeted it out earlier. I would, I would absolutely just rest him, sit him, sit him, sit him, sit him. Do not, do not bring him back. What are you bringing him back for? Yeah, for for what? This, I mean, maybe Tomlin's got to, you know, say, hey, man, like, I know you want to come back, but I'm resting you, keeping you out. You know, try to try to preserve his playing career even longer because you're not coming back. You're not going to be doing anything if he comes back. And, th- and then again, like, that's also another need <laughs> for the Steelers, another outside linebacker because – Again, Alex Highsmith, TJ Watt, and then who else? Nobody. I mean, you didn't hear their names pop up on the uh, at all during the broadcast. You didn't, they, they, and obviously, they didn't do anything because Josh Allen didn't get sacked. And you said it was only like what two quarterback hits? Like, come on, man! No one, one, one quarterback hit. Jeez, I think that was on the ninety-eight yard touchdown. Oh <laughs> my lord! First try. <sighs> um, all right, so you, you ready for this? Yeah, let's hear it, man. Free agents at cornerback next year. Marcus Peter, Bradley Roby, James Bradbury, who we should have signed. <laughs> we get a second chance at it. Uh, Jonathan Jones, Anthony Brown, Emmanuel Mosley, Cam Sutton, uh, Kyle Fuller, Patrick Peterson, <laughs> Eli Apple. Not a shock, but Artie Burns. <laughs> um, I'm not really hearing any names that are like besides Bradbury, we were like, we have to sign that guy. This seems, this seems like a hundred percent Steelers are locked in on drafting a cornerback. Right. Like, is there anybody uh, there? Rocky Sin, Trey Flowers, mm, pass. Sean Button. He's not terrible. Might be able to get him for a decent deal. Grady Williams. Um, Logan Ryan, but he's getting up there in age. 
yeah, I, if there's if you get a chance to draft a cornerback that isn't Artie Burns, I think you you got to take it, right? Yeah, James Pierre is a free agent. So what about think, to lose Cam and James? No, James Pierre needs to be gone after muffing that, you know, that kickoff or whatever it was. I think it was a kickoff. Like, why, why even put James Pierre out there anyway? He's a cornerback. <laughs> like. You have why not put Deontay Johnson there for for one if you know you're going to get Steven Sims back later in the game. I, I mean Steven Sims was over there nursing an eye injury that he suffered in, in pregame, like Terry Funk. My eye, my eye. You know, like come on. Oh, he's yeller. He's yeller. Uh, um, I wouldn't be mad if we said. Signed Rashad Wild Goose. That'd be a fun name. I'd buy that jersey. Would you though? If he's getting torched all the time? I mean, come on, you're gonna go against some killers here. You got even in your own division. I'd uh, I, I would rock Wild Goose. Heck yeah. Nah, man. And then I, have to, then I demand that you call me Goose and I call you Maverick. All right, that's fine. That's uh, fine. Joey yeah, Porter I, Jr., man. Joey Porter Jr. from Penn State. That's the guy. Does it come out next year? Yes. Sure. Let's do it. Let's I mean, what, what, what do we have to lose, man? Uh, we, need, we need Porter Jr., Jigba. Um, and Jigba, all these, all these Bryce, players. Bryce Young, I forget the number one draft pick. Uh, Jordan Stroud, Addison. Like, well, speaking of quarterbacks, what do you, what do you, how do you feel about Kenny Pickett, man? I know this has been a, a, a topic of contention between you and I and all the goons on Twitter. How, how did you feel about you know, Kenneth Shane Pickett? And, you know, you know, Come on, man. Let's hear it. You don't know who I am, but you know why I'm here. <laughs> like, this oh, basically, man. like, Kenny Pickett is Trubisky with an edge. He's got a little bit of attitude. Uh, yeah, I see him yeah. being a little feisty, getting in the yeah. fight with Shaq Lawson, and which was yeah, ridiculous. Yeah, was feisty, Baker Mayfield. Yeah, but Baker was like embarrassing out there. I mean, I just I don't know. I just feel like it's a different kind of aggression between the two. But like, okay, I know you're gonna hit this, but my thoughts on Kenny Pickett were okay. And these are gonna be some, you know, kind of uh, hot topics here. Okay, so we've said it before but like no matter what quarterback is out there as long as matt Canada is your offensive coordinator you ain't gonna be doing shit and tomlin's had a year and a half to look at what he does and nothing about his play calling gives you any hope like the way he he you know no. draws up some routes and stuff it just always it, they always seem like they're short of the short quick strikes to the outside and still seems like the middle of the field isn't being utilized still, even though that, that should be like something that you have to implement because I mean, obviously this isn't working, but anyway, so <laughs> can you pick it, man? At least he looked poised in the pocket. I like that. I like that. He, it just seemed like he knew where he wanted to go with the ball. Um, he's the thing. He moves the ball, man. He moves the chains. Like, and the fact that you're having Deontay not helping you and all those things are going against him. I think he did pretty well. The only issues that I saw were obviously the bad interception where it was 
underthrown, but it was to Deontay, to Deontay Johnson anyway. Um, and, and for the, I don't know why, but like for some reason they're allergic to to score like when they're in the red zone. Like, what is that all about? Is that just more bad play calling? <laughs> really? Just and it was really predictable play calling. Run, 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 pass. Run, 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 pass. Come on, man. This is like Troy Aikman All Stars like <laughs> level of offense from the you know from Super Nintendo that that old game you know. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah. Picking up on no, the I mean, like, like, it was very confusing why we were running it twice and then throwing on third and long, knowing that it didn't work the, the drive before, so why would it work the second drive? But, you know, if you would have ran it on first down and got something positive, like, okay, I can see why you might run it again on second down, but when you're getting one yard, if that, on your first down running play like I, I don't know what to tell you but yeah it can't be running again on second down knowing that you need to get some conversions here like, I, I don't know what else to tell you frustrating is I, I well so now that we have Kenny Pickett's first full game and a half that he played against the Jets and then we've had Trubisky's three games in, in this offense by Matt Canada, would you agree that Matt Canada is takes most of the brunt of the blame here? I I've said it since I've been watching this season. I gave Canada the benefit of the doubt because everyone told me he needs a mobile quarterback. Well, now he's had two mobile quarterbacks, and uh, the results have not been good. I don't I don't know what having a mobile quarterback does in this offense when you're throwing dinks and dunks to Najee Harris on third and eight um, or not attacking the middle of the field on third and eight where you might have someone open like I I, I don't know what what <laughs> a mobile quarterback has to do with making this offense successful but boy am I hoping <laughs> eventually it shows up because so far it looks like doesn't matter, mobile, immobile, Sandman. Um, <laughs> I, like, I, Iron I don't Giant. Know. All right. Like, I, <laughs> does, he want, does he want Lamar Jackson mobile? Is that how mobile you have to be in this offense? <laughs> like, both oh, Trubisky and Pickett have shown that they can move. So I, I don't know what else to tell you. But that's <laughs> I I don't know. I've been blaming him ever since last year with Ben. Even everyone was like, oh, we need to get rid of Ben. Ben Jim, fire him. Make him retire. Well, look at all you losers now. Eating all that crow. Mm-hmm. They don't they won't want to admit it though. You know how they you're are. Probably still, yeah, I was gonna say you're probably still blaming Ben at this point. They're just saying it's too early in the season still to say anything negative. Even though I don't understand how you can look at this and see any improvements. Surely the season. I don't know, man. Well, yeah. Like I said, you and me were, you and me tried to be optimistic and say that we were at least going to get. You said, "Oh, we're going to get our first passing touchdown to a wide receiver." Didn't even we, happen. We did everything in our power. Like, I. It turned out to be the right move, but I was like, you know what? I'm going to start picking. I'm going to start picking on my fantasy football team. Everything, 
conventional wisdom wise tells me not to, but I'm going to. Because I thought, yeah, he'll get his touchdown. Pickett, Pickett will have a pretty good game. And, That's uh, all. I blame a lot of that on Deontay, too. I mean, <laughs> you, you, can't, you can't say that. You're not say that, you know? All I'm saying is if he would have thrown it to Pickens in the red zone. For sure. Probably isn't three to 38. Oh, man, it's frustrating. And, yeah, what is up with the Bills, the, the Bills defenders just like – or and the refs for that matter. Like, I know you and I don't like the call for like the, the – you know, blaming the refs and stuff, but like Pickett – uh, was like they were down 30 30 to three or something and he's throwing the ball and Shaq Lawson goes low on Pickett and looks like he rolled his knee up kind of funny and Pickett gets up and starts fighting him I like that a lot um and also there was one where Pickett was scrambling and I think he yeah he was going for the first and he was sliding and uh that Hamlin I can't remember his first name Hamlin like goes in and just <laughs> wax Kenny Pickett and then our boy James Daniels runs over there and starts a scuffle man what do you how do you feel about that uh well for that alone it made citing him this offseason worth it because nobody on the Steelers offensive line has showed any passion for the quarterback um since last year when Ben was getting murdered and they just all kind of stood around and like I guess we huddle back up don't we yeah uh, I, I guess we're gonna huddle back up um, yeah, didn't, so they, never, they never helped Ben up. They didn't. They didn't do anything. I, I think the only aggression that we saw last year was was uh, Trey Turner spitting on a Raider player. I think it was <laughs> like, good job. I mean, you know. Uh, and then you have uh, yeah, you showed him. <laughs> yeah, and you have Zach Banner like when he was here, like pissed at the offensive line. Like you need to help him. You need to help your quarterback up and like. It's just the offensive line, man. It's another thing. They, I'm just glad that James Daniels actually did something. You know, I won't. I won't be mad at him. I won't. I, I, you praise that Here's kind of stuff. Is that? Here's what I'll say: If you're the NFL and Tua got injured with a concussion, now Teddy Bridgewater's out with a concussion. Everyone's getting concussions, and you let this referee get away with not throwing a flag like i don't know what to tell you nfl but like if you don't hold this referee accountable for a blatant um personal foul <laughs> like if you're the nfl you almost have to applaud james channels because like what if pickett would have got uh you know concussion on this play yeah hypothetically if he would have got yeah. a concussion yeah and the referee doesn't throw the flag and he's just like oh well it was a clean hit. It was just unfortunate, you know. Right, here, here's even, here's something for you. To even think. even even after they throw the flag and are announcing the penalty on uh, what's his face, it's like it was determined. It was a clean hit. Like, did you look at the replay between like making this call? Because clearly, he should have said, "Sorry, we missed a dirty hit, but can't throw a flag now." However, due to our error, yeah. there's still a personal foul on. That would have been. I got a question for you, but I'm going to say this part real quick. Tom Brady got a roughing the penalty call against the Falcons, right? And for and it was like the cleanest tackle you, you you'd see on quarterback. So I mean, there is there's a lot of bias and inconsistency. Inconsistency. Yeah, there. but I mean, everyone feels bad for Tom. He's going through a divorce. Like, yeah, Tom's did it. 
Hold tabs, Daddy Brady. Hold tabs. I feel like I was on a rant about divorce in the last episode. <laughs> now that Tom Brady's getting divorced, like, oops, sorry. But uh, okay, so it was me, Tom. <laughs> it was me. And Antonio Brown joking about it on Twitter, which is another story. But uh, do you think? Yeah. But yeah, can- for now, like to go back to your original question, what? like. I, I I don't know. Pickens like not being able to cook it, not being able to get a touchdown, especially when like we said in the second half they went to the bend but don't break and like again I completely understand that that's also a what's his face uh, Deontay Johnson's fault for killing drive left and right like it was like, mm-hmm. like it was nobody's business like that's what we pay we're paying him 20 million or 18 million or whatever it is a year yeah to do like i completely understand that is on him but at the same time like you have chase gentry pat pickens like you've got to get a touchdown man like i'm sorry but like okay so you're you're quicker at making decisions you play with an edge uh you, <laughs> you don't get clubbed to the head like mason rudolph when you pick fights with defenders <laughs> uh, you didn't get in the end zone I, like i'm sorry it just doesn't tell me like clearly he needs to play over trubisky like i don't know i just like i'm still waiting for that like there he is. That's that's our starting quarterback. Because you asked me up there, if mm. we got the first round draft pick, number one draft pick, mm. would you take a quarterback? Yes. I, I would absolutely. I would take a chance on CJ Stroud. I would take a chance on Bryce Young. Um, I, I would. I, uh, yeah, it'd be kind of hard to turn it down. Yeah. Because like, he... At the end of the day, he lost to the Jets. He had a 10-point lead going into the fourth quarter. He threw the interception. Like I know I hit Pat in the hands, but it was a really high ball for a tight end. And then he can't even get a touchdown when the Bills are practically begging us to drive down the field. Right. So I, nothing screams to me like, yes, we made the right choice by benching Trubisky and putting him in. He's more fun to watch, but like I don't know that. Don't know right. well, let me jump in here real quick. Let me go back to that Kenny Pickett hit by Hamlin. Do you think the referees were influenced at all by not throwing the? Maybe they're just terrible referees. But do you think the fact that Kenny Pickett had that fake slide in pit? You think maybe they were more like, oh well, we're just not going to throw the flag here. No. I, I mean, if they are, like, that's just ignorant refereeing because it doesn't <laughs> matter what he did in college. Right, He's right. never done a fake slide in the NFL. If he did a <laughs> fake right. slide in the NFL, like, yeah, okay, I see where you're coming from. Right. If he would have done a fake slide against the Jets last week, I, okay. <laughs> sure, yeah. I'd give you the benefit of the doubt here. Like, yeah, it looks weird. But, <laughs> like, I, uh, I think it's just a referee that was checked out because there was – 31 to three and wasn't really like watching the game and kind of was like, Oh, Oh, okay. <laughs> Maybe he was just trying to get the game over with, so he didn't want to throw a flag, but then old boy came in and like made him throw a flag. 
Right, right. So maybe maybe he was just trying to get the clock running. I don't know. But okay. And okay, so we were saying that we'll just go back to like taking a quarterback in the first round, like CJ Stroud or Bryce Young. And let's say, let's say there's going to be two points to this. Okay. So if we take a quarterback in the first round and say, you know, we get CJ Stroud, number one pick, you know, mm-hmm. do you feel comfortable with the coaching staff that we have now to help develop CJ Stroud the same way that another, one of our favorite podcast no. people, uh, Jalen hurts, like how he, he, people were giving up on him after the first season that he played saying that he was a bust, that, that the Eagles need to draft a, a quarterback, you know? No, I, I don't trust this coaching staff to coach anyone. Like, I, I don't know how you could. I don't, so I don't know how anything about this coaching staff inspires anyone to have any confidence that they could coach anyone up. Like, they're lucky that TJ is just who TJ is. They're lucky Minka is just who Minka is. Like, it's nothing to do with this coaching staff. I promise you that nothing did you see anything from jalen hurts uh rookie season where you thought this is the guy um i mean look i was calling for him in college so like i thought he showed some promise um his rookie season nothing really stands out um obviously (laughs) then last year you were making fun of me all, all all year because he didn't have the best season. But when it comes out of that work ethic, he, the dude went out to California in his offseason. He's working with whoever he could work with. Um, I think he just fine-tuned some of the skills he showed off in college. So what about, like, I know like you're, you, you and I both weren't a big fan of Kenny Pickett's uh, selection this year in the draft. Right. Um, but what about Kenny Pickett? Is it because we drafted him in the first round is the reason why we're not all in on Kenny Pickett? Or is it, I mean, because he, he is a rookie and I know age and whatever, but he is a rookie in this, in this coaching staff that you don't trust. Like, you could you I, see a, a similar turnaround for Pickett if we surround him with an, a competent QB? Well, Q, I don't know. Sullivan, I don't really know too much about him. Besides, he was a coach for Eli and stuff, but an offensive coordinator. Like, would you feel better if we had a better surrounding cast around Pickett? Yeah, I don't know. That's why I said, like, if you can get in Jigba, like, realistically, even if you have went through a schedule, and I think we have some very winnable games, so like, I don't think we're gonna get the top draft pick, anyways. But yeah, I think you can get like a Jackson to Jigba or someone that's going to help out Pickens. I don't know. Maybe like if you get him, trade Deontay for a third round draft pick, second round, whatever you can get. First round, if you're lucky with the Packers, um, maybe Chase starts feeding off Pickens. Like, I don't know. Deontay's rubbing off on him or what? But like I said, he seemed like he played with a little more edge today. Maybe, you know, get those three. Who knows what we got in Calvin Austin, but maybe you run with Calvin and Jig 
Rather than Pickens, I don't know. Um, I don't know. And maybe they can over, overcome this coaching staff. Yeah, that's what I'm like. Well, my point is, like, I know you don't like this, but it's just way too early to tell if Pick, Pickett is a bust. So it's, it's still his first full game. I mean, I, he did move the ball better than Trubisky, but also with Trubisky, I don't even remember how many, how many touchdowns did Trubisky have this season? One, two, a couple. And Pickett's had two, but they weren't passing. But I, I think you maybe might have something in Pickett, but I'm not saying that he's going to be a franchise guy. I think that's way too early to, te- you know, it's too early for any of those conclusions. Yeah, it's basically a two touchdowns. Yeah. But I mean, I'm just, I just don't know how anybody can watch the first three games of not being able to convert on third down and then watching Trubisky come and actually turn or not Trubisky pick it, come in and move the ball better, but he still didn't have any passing touchdowns or any touchdowns in this game for that matter. I, I just think it's still too early and there's just still too many holes. Canada isn't doing the team any favors, you know, <laughs> then, yeah, I mean, that's what, that's what I got to say about that, man. I don't know. That's what I have to say about that. So Pickens and Chase both have 11 receptions this year, but Claypool has 70 yards off 11 receptions and Pickens has 167 off 11 receptions. Yeah. Deontay obviously leaves us with 23 receptions and 207 yards. So, yeah, I think it's clear to say that Pickens is the number one wide receiver and that's the only thing you can take away from this wide receiver core and that's why i'm not look i well i I don't think well i don't think that pickett right now blows my hair back and makes me go yeah this is Mm -hmm. the guy like i'm not i'm not gonna call him a bus i mean clearly it's an an impossible situation with your quote-unquote number one wide receiver being deontay johnson and having to do with matt canada so like right Obviously, we still don't have a run game. Nope. <laughs> uh, yeah. Look, I'm not. I'm not from. Boo this man! I'm just saying right now, like it's, it's impossible to say that like he's the answer or isn't. But. Well, I think your thoughts I, can be. I think your thoughts can be summarized by this clip here, real quick, right? Okay. What do you think, man? That was Brett the Hitman Hart and his famous rant in the steel cage. Couldn't put it any better. Yeah, this is bullshit. Too many injustices going on in the Steelers' locker room. I guess even the veterans in the Steelers' locker room were pretty upset about their performance today. I guess, you know, they were calling each other out, saying that some of the team wasn't playing serious. Arthur Millette even added in that he saw, like, his own teammates smiling when they're getting smashed 30-3, to like, it's like they mailed it in, man. Like it's like after they knew they were gonna lose, they didn't try to do anything. <laughs> like besides Pickens, Pickens and Pickett, dude, the only guys that looked like they wanted to win. Yeah, no, I, I, you're not wrong. You're not wrong. 
I mean, I, that's what happens when you have two rookies who aren't used to losing. You got a, two losers in Chase Claypool and Dante uh, Johnson. So, unless um, you're betting core. I thought, I thought Audrey was joining us. It looked like she had something she wanted to say, too. She's like, oh, you haven't guessed on Bret Hart? Well, but to change her mind, is now wanting to play with everything on the desk. So. Yeah, I, I had to run the censored version because of our audience. You know, we don't want yeah. to make them think that we're complete jerks and heartless. Clearly, and... clearly we're a family podcast. Yeah. And, uh, clearly. So, like, what are your final thoughts on this game, man? Just like, through... I mean, it's worse than I thought it was. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's what it comes down to. Um, if what's his face doesn't fumble in the end zone, Morris. It is 45. Yeah. Which is what I said they were going to have, I think. Uh, but we had three. And again, that's with them begging us to go down the field and waste time and take time off the clock. We still going to get a touchdown. Like, I, it's worse than I thought. Uh, the only, I tweeted out, like, the only hope we have is that somehow the Falcons almost beat the Bucks. So, like, I have to think Pickens is a better. Wide receiver than Drake London and Kyle Pitts. Um, well, Kyle Pitts hasn't been doing anything. <laughs> I, I think it seems like he got hurt too. Um, obviously, not having Patty the Batty is going to obviously provide some challenges. But um, what do you think, Audrey? I don't know. I I just I'm more hopeful because it looks like their defense has been more vulnerable than other defenses we've played that like if, if we if we can't if we can't make it happen against them like I I mean the Saints just got blown out by it I mean they won but they gave up 32 points to the Seahawks so like wow I mean there's definitely some games where let's see what's, what's our schedule let's it's 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 kind of sad that we're looking forward to Tom Brady and the Bucks for you know uh, a, a game that we could possibly win. I'm not even saying we're going to win, but if, like if we don't put points up, like that's that's like gonna can't can't have that. I'm sorry, but like if we can't put points up, that's unacceptable. Like even the Eagles look pedestrian against freaking Cardinals of all people. Yeah. It is just even crazier that Tomlin was open to making changes with the defensive starters, starters in general, and he didn't close the door on potentially making a change at coordinator. But that's always something that, I mean, that's not something that I'm like hopeful for that it would actually happen. But I mean, you got to start shaking stuff up, man. Move Pickens to the one, uh, you know, move Chase somewhere, do something with Deontay. Start splitting up snaps with Warren. Like that kid obviously produces when he's on the field. Um, you got to do something, man. I don't know what you do with the secondary because I don't know how many pieces, like chess pieces, you have to move around with. Even though, like, we know the depth is terrible. Like, <laughs> obviously, you brought in that Jackson guy. So yeah. Start picking on oh, him left man. and right. Yeah, he got he got uh, you know he got burnt I think twice, and then there was one play where he had pass interference in the end zone on somebody. Like you can't. <laughs> It's not a lot to be hopeful for in the secondary. I'm mean, sorry to say it. The Steelers have just lately, they've been shitting the bed on signing quality players and it's biting them on the ass. 
uh, it's biting you in the ass where you haven't drafted an offensive lineman in the first round or highly at, at all the past couple seasons. I mean, we already know how we feel about Kendrick Green. I mean, you passed – we can beat this dead horse again. You passed on Creed Humphrey. You passed on Quinn Miners. You passed on Tyler Linderbaum. I mean, you didn't pass on him, but you could have at least traded up to get him. And did we? Yeah, we no. passed on Tyler Linderbaum. We passed on Creed. We passed on my. We've passed on these these guys that could help you out. Like yeah. you, I mean, I think anybody knows that when you're build, when you're building a, a football team, you start from the the inside out, right? Like you start in the trenches, and I I who knows who who knows where we'd be at right now if we had invested more wisely in some of the key positions on the team. And you know, it's just the same old story, man. We'll see what Tomlin says. He's probably said something about painting when you have red paint, you paint the barn red, or the, it is what it is. A standard is a standard. Uh, we did not, we did not see comfort, even though it felt like you did in this game. You're living in your fears, not going for it on fourth down. Uh, what do you have to lose? What, yeah, what do you have to lose? Like, do you, you have no reason to be to play conservatively when you're down. 30 points, like 31. fucking let it fly. Let let Kenny rip it for Christ's sake. It's yeah. not like such a, an old white man right there, but let the kids sling the ball. And again, Change it up. And the bills are literally just trying to run the clock out. So like, if you don't get it, they're just going to go run the ball again. <laughs> so like, it's not like they're trying to run. It's not college football. They're not trying to run up the score. They're just trying to not end up like you guys and have everyone get injured throughout the game. So. The, the Bills had a depleted secondary and you were moving the ball when you were throwing it in the first half. And then for some reason, you just decided to run the ball when you know Najee and the offensive line have been ineffective. And you don't even look at Jalen Warren until the fourth quarter when they're playing prevent defense and they're just ready to get off the field. Like <sighs> Tomlin, for the love of God, man, like take, take charge and do something. Like, like it can't be this way all the time. It's been, it's been a steady decline over the years. And the fact that it's just getting worse and there's nothing that signifies that you're going to do anything drastic. You're just going to say the same shit you say at press conferences. Everybody's going to pat you on the back and say, you did, you told them Tomlin, you're going to, you know, you got to start making moves, man. Cause it's getting frustrating to watch. Listen, you got to play like your jobs on the line at this point. Like, not having a losing season, I'm sure he's going to get another three years out of this. But, like, that not having a losing season is going to be turning into a losing season for a while if he doesn't, like, do something. Some, do something out of, that's not in the Tomlin playbook because the Tomlin playbook is trash. Yeah. You need, you need to burn that, throw it in a dumpster, Burn the whole dumpster. <laughs> like, I, just anything. Do something. Show, show us some life here. You're letting the league pass you by, man. Go, you know, retire and go do a podcast with Brian Clark. You seem like you had more fun that doing that than you are at coaching right now. Right. So maybe, maybe that's what you're trying to tell us. But <sighs> maybe he's just distracted that his his son is a wide receiver and is actually like in college. Maybe that's where his fo- focus is. I don't know. That's seems to be something that he talks about a lot lately is his kid you know his kids in college and stuff you know yeah go back to college go, <laughs> go, go coach college take take your hand at being Deion sanders uh, all right well do it 
You have anything else you want to add to this, man? Or uh, let's look at the division, man. It's such a down division this year, and we could be in it, but we can't even beat the Jets. Like, if we were to beat the Jets, we'd be two and three, and Cleveland's two and three, and either Cincinnati and Baltimore are gonna be two and three, and <sighs> what could have been? could have been <laughs> yeah man what could have uh, been but my my takeaway is let's keep our head up as much <laughs> as we can because the buccaneers don't look unbeatable anymore so yeah there's that all. man Besides the fact that Tom Brady has made Mike Tomlin his bitch his whole career, but besides that, <laughs> besides that, yeah, yeah, besides that, the Bucks look beatable. Yeah, man. Tom Brady didn't get sacked at all, but he was hit at least four times. I think we can. I think we can hit him once. <laughs> that bad? I think we can hit him once. T.J. Watt expected to return after the bye on November thirteenth against the New Orleans Saints, per team source. It's uh, our boy Jerry Dulac. Oh man, I guess. But why would he want to come back? We've already talked about that. Gee. Yeah. Come back for what? <laughs> Imagine we fired Tomlin and ended up with a Nathaniel Hackett or Matt Rule. I mean, they're taking chances. <laughs> they're taking chances. You never know, right? <laughs> uh I guess they. I don't know who else is out there. Like, we should we should have fired him. We could have got Robert Sala. That's what we should have done. <laughs> oh, hey, you man. laugh, but the Jets out there and that schlacking forty to seventeen tonight. So yeah, no, I know, I know. We're all on Robert Sala. I agree with you. Should should have took a chance when we had the chance. Yeah, you know it is what it is. Yeah, when is Calvin Austin coming back? He should have been back. I think next week, maybe it might provide. I say he practiced this week, so there's a hope. But yeah, well, I don't know, man. Shout out to Bray Wyatt for making his long way to return. Yeah, I know. I'm actually, (laughs) I have to watch Raw on Monday. Excited. Yeah. I imagine how I felt for CM, I imagine how I felt for Bray Wyatt and how AW fans felt for CM Punk, which is I guess maybe sad, but like yeah, that was that was like my wrestling moment of twenty twenty two. I'm just I, I think it's I think it's just because like the potential that like you finally don't have Vince like crapping all over him. So well, I hope they have better story story writing from because like. I think I talked to you about this, but like the way the fiend was written, it's like how do you beat that guy? Like well, you, can, you can only I'm be assu- an unstoppable monster for so long until I, I assume that's why they're bringing him back as like the cult leader, because you know then he can re- realistically lose. But like you know, there, there, there's rumors that Bo Dallas is coming back, so like maybe he gets paired up with him. Is it going to be the cult of Wyndham? Is that what it's going to be called? So I think he has that on his Instagram page. It could be. He's a white. He's a white six or whatever. So, rumor has it there's gonna be six of them. So yeah, Bo Dallas Bray, probably Joe Gacy, which does nothing for me. But supposedly Liv Morgan and Seth Rollins both went 
made their Instagrams and Twitters all black. Um, so there's rumors that they might be in it. Uh, I don't think Seth makes sense. But... Yeah, I don't see where, where Seth would shine in that group at all. I mean, he's already a main event player on his own right, so it just is kind of confusing to have him in that group. But I, mean, I suppose you need five people if they go up against like the Bloodline at Survivor Series, maybe. Um, you know, you got to have five. They got Sammy, Us, uh, Roman, and Sequoia. Solo Sequoia. Solo Sequoia, whatever. Yeah. Yeah, well, we'll see what happens. Maybe yeah, Ron Strum is in there at Stapleton. Yeah. Yeah. Well, maybe. Yeah, it's possible. Yeah, we'll see what happens, right? Anything else you want to add to this, Ben? Uh, shout out to Cormier for telling everyone to keep their hands off him during the match yesterday. I'm the referee. You focused on him, not me. Right. I love Cormier. He's just a lovable goofball, especially now that he's retired. Hey, you can gain a lot of weight, by the way. <laughs> he, he is the definition of a meatball. For sure, man. <sighs> well, it's going to take a lot to wash this disgusting taste out of our mouth from this horrendous dealer's performance, a legendary, horrible performance on my dad. I don't think Tomlin's yeah. lost by this much in that's his a, career. So that's what, that's what I was about to ask you. That's the worst loss in the Tomlin era. I think so. I think so. And it yeah, it definitely felt like it. It definitely like it, there's no point in this game where you you were convinced that they were gonna turn it around. Maybe the first series or two, maybe with the black field goal, but other than that, man, it just no, I, watching a car wreck. <laughs> this this whole game, I was just like, when is when is it going to be over? Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I tried to take my dog on a walk. If he would have went on a walk, I would have missed the whole second half if I could have. But <laughs> yeah, just didn't want to go on a walk. Yeah, but no, Dad, you, you need to sit here and suffer, Should suffer I, in silence. I couldn't believe it was still the fourth quarter. I'm like, oh my god, there's still a whole quarter of football left. But you know, with that being said, uh. Yeah, I think we're gonna end this podcast on a on a sad note. So yeah, I, got, I got a screaming baby in the background. I don't know if you can hear or not, but ah, no, no, time, no. To, time to go to show Tyler what it means to be a leader among men of men. There you go. Even though she's a baby girl, but <laughs> you know, point. Yeah, yeah. Point taken. <laughs> we don't see comfort or fear, or we live oh. in our fears, or whatever Tomlin yeah. said. Don't fear the reaper. There you go. Oh my lord! All right. On that note, shout out, shout out to our second biggest fan base over there in Germany. We we love all of you. We're working on coming up with a good fun phrase. Maybe you could tweet us something you'd like us to say in German on the next podcast, and we'll do our best not to butcher it. Um, and thank you to everyone that's been with us. Uh, we went over the thousand play mark, so we're super grateful. And it's been it's been a lot of fun. Um, you guys have listened to the good, bad, the ugly, especially early on. We were rambling and trying to figure out like how we we're gonna get through this, but um, yeah, stuck with us, and we appreciate it. So uh, 
we look forward to the next 2,000, 3,000, 4,000 plays, and so on and so forth. And uh, thank you, as always. Yep. Thank you very much. It was nice talking to you all. Later. Bye.